And our video camera is also not working, so we've instructed the people who are listening on on Ustream and watching to come into this call. So we'll uh, continue the class. We've reached uh, Canto 11, Chapter 20, uh, text number 29. Uh, in the previous verses, there were uh, a, a pair of verses which uh, described uh, uh, the beginning stages of Bhakti, 27 and 28, Jatasado Mankatasi. Uh, uh, you may remember that. And now, uh, yeah, we're on text 29 now. Uh, the previous verse, uh, just to read the translation again, having awakened faith in the narrations of my glories, being disgusted with all material activities, knowing that all sense gratification leads to misery, but still being unable to renounce all sense enjoyment, my devotee should remain happy and worship me with great faith and conviction. Even though he is sometimes engaged in sense enjoyment, my devotee knows that all sense gratification leads to a miserable result and he sincerely repents such activities. So the, the beginning stages of devotional service, the person has faith, he understands that Veda Dukatmakankana, he knows that the, the essence of all sense gratification is misery. Uh, still, sometimes engages in sense enjoyment. Now, what does he do? Well, first of all, don't get really depressed about it. Remain happy, enthusiastic, and continue to worship me because we see in the purport that at this stage where bhakti has actually begun, the cure for problems is bhakti. Uh, there's no other thing you have to do uh, to atone or to rectify yourself. It's just bhakti. Worship being with great faith and conviction, even though he is sometimes engaged in sense enjoyment, that may happen, he still knows that it leads to misery, uh, and he repents. So you can't take it as a license, yeah, okay, I'll do it, you know. Uh, so one, one, should, one should repent. So now, uh, because in the, uh, the, the next uh, two verses, 29 and 30, will explain how bhakti in by itself completely uh, purifies the heart completely. Uh, you don't need any other means. So now, We'll take up with text number uh, 29 here. I'll read the text first. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So 29 goes, Proktena Bhakti Yogena Vajato Masakrin Mune Kama Vidyaya Nasyanti Sarve Mai This is translated. When an intelligent person engages constantly in worshipping me, 
through loving devotional service, as described by me, his heart becomes firmly situated in me. Thus, all material desires within the heart are destroyed. That's how it happens. Okay. Uh, so here, when when uh, uh, this by me proctena bhaktiyogena by means of bhakti yoga, which has prokta, which has been described. In other words, uh, previous verses, Bhagavad Gita, all these places, Krishna has described this bhakti yoga. When that bhakti yoga, you practice bhakti yoga as described by Krishna, not some other kind of bhakti yoga, which also is there. Uh, that person who is worshipping uh, me, bhajata uh, 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 ma, and then asakrit, constantly, and that person is muni, a sage, that's to say a wise person, intelligent person, who is worshipping me constantly by the prescribed method of bhakti yoga, kama hridyaya nasyanti, uh, uh, the uh, kama, this is in the plural, material desires, kama, hridaya, uh, hridaya, in the heart, in the heart, the material desires in the heart, not shanti, they are destroyed. Uh, Harve, all of them. Uh, Mayi hridi stete. When when, uh, the the heart is firmly situated in me. Uh, uh, So, uh, Swami translates it, when an intelligent person engages constantly in worshipping me through bhakti, as previously described by me, all material desires within the heart are destroyed, since I am situated in the heart, so that that is that's why he puts that there. That uh, uh, you can also say that because I am firmly situated in his heart, and, and his heart is firmly situated in me. Both readings are are there, so. What destroys these? Uh, it is Krishna uh, in, in the heart who does this. Uh, so then, then I just want to point out uh, uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti has an interesting commentary on this which kind of proceeds uh, sees this as a continuation of the previous two verses. So concerning those verses, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur has commented, uh, here's the voice of the neophyte uh, Bhakta, who is in the, the, those previous two verses. Oh, these material enjoyments cause obstacles for me. They are unfavorable for obtaining the feet of the Lord. Though I make an oath to give them up in name only, after a while I enjoy them again. I criticize them and enjoy them. End of quote. In this way he enjoys. Therefore the question arises, and so now 
Vishwanath Chakravarti begins the purport to this verse. So, does your devotee remain attacked by enjoyment in the material world? Is this the way it always goes? <laughs> Vishwanath says, no. This is explained in two verses. The one we just read in the next one. It has already been said, this is in the previous uh, chapter, 11, 19, 20. It has already been said, Shradamrita kattayame shasvan mad anukirtanam. He has firm faith in the blissful narration of my sweet, sweetest pastimes. Amrita uh, kattayame. Uh, my sweetest pastime and constantly chant chanting of my glory. So you have faith in this. That faith is there. Uh, Worshipping me by this process of bhakti, which I have described, my devotee destroys all the desires in his heart since I am situated there. If I am situated there, sin cannot remain situated there, just as if the sun shines, darkness cannot remain. The interesting question you may say, well, isn't, it, isn't he situated in the heart of all living beings? Yes, but in a, the bhakti is paying attention to him and is acknowledging that he's situated there and therefore has established a relationship. See, the, the early stages about bhakti, uh, the first stage is, is establishing a relationship. Sambandhagyana, right? It means establishing a relationship. Then acting in the relationship and then attaining the ultimate goal. Uh, so this is a, the establishing the relationship. Uh, so that's what bhakti is really about. Uh, uh, reviving, you might say, a, a broken relationship. Because if he's in the heart, if everywhere there's a living entity, there's super soul. Uh, and if there's a super soul in the atom, the, the, and if the super soul is in the atom, that means a living entity is in the atom. Well, Prabhupada has confirmed that, which then makes me wonder, by the way, when we discussed this in the Bhaktivedanta Institute, <laughs> does that mean the atom is a living entity? Uh, or is it just a prison? <laughs> <laughs> in other words, if the atom is the body of the jiva situating in it, then he can do, has some control over it, but apparently he doesn't have much, if at all. Uh, or it may be that the atom, whatever that may be, I mean, it may not correspond to the things in the periodical table of the, of the scientists, but whatever that anu is, I mean, anyway, you know, interesting question. Uh, or, you know, that, that, that the lower down the, the scale of life you go, the, the less and less freedom the living entity has to act. It's all, almost all programmed in. Uh, uh, so this may be the extreme limit of no freedom. Uh, like, just like a, 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 a prisoner in the jail, it, you know, it, his freedom is restricted. But he may have the choice of sitting in the right corner of his cell or the left corner of his cell. Not much. But anyway, that, that the question still remains about whether 
Because if, if the atoms are alive, then then you want to let me talk about this. But but Krishna clearly makes a distinction between the material energy and the spiritual energy. Uh, so if uh, so so there is is definitely it's not that that there's no distinction between para and apara prakriti. You know, it's not that everything is jivas in some way or another. That's not the case. There is some apara prakriti. You know, so we're not not entirely uh, pantheist or something like that. Anyway. Uh, so, but but uh, but they are, yeah. The atoms generally are regimented, <laughs> as far as we know. So I- anyway, so now uh, remember. So he's talking about bhakti because I'm situated in his heart, and in other words, it's the beginning of a relationship. Uh, uh, the, the devotee, when he hears and chants, remembers Krishna even though also he may have still some lingering other interests, still is trying to sincerely establish a relationship. Uh, uh, now 30, uh, continuing, Vidyate hridaya drantis chidyante sarvasam shayaha kshiyante chasyakaramahani maidriste kilatmani we'll see this verse uh, three-fourths of it we're already in the in the in the, uh, in the first canto uh, so the translation the knot in the heart is pierced this is I want to talk about this word Hridaya Granta the knot in the heart it shows up many many times in Bhagavatam uh, the knot in the heart is pierced, chidyante sarva shamshaya, and all uh, shamshaya misgivings, doubts, hesitations, fear, you know, shamshaya, uh, are cut to pieces. The knot is pierced or uh, broken. Kshiyante uh, chashakarmani, and all his his whole chain of fruit of reaction uh, is terminated. When I am seen as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Here the word is uh, uh, Akila Atma. Uh, Akila means universal a universal person, so Supreme Personality of Godhead. Uh, Banu Swami translates this, again, following a little closer the commentary of, of Sridhar Maharaj. That's why he's very different. When, when the Prabhupada translated it, when the BBT people translate, they, they have a whole bunch of commentaries, including Vishwanath Chakravarti, Thakur's. Banu Swami, I said Sridhar Maharaj, Banu Swami, just translates according to Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's commentary. Uh, so this goes, Ahankara is cut. Uh, so you notice that for Vishnu Chakravarti, another meaning of Hridaya Granthi, the knot in the heart, one of the things it means is the false ego. 
that which joins, knots together the individual jiva to the material world or to his own body and mind. That's the, that's the knot. It's cut. And all doubts are destroyed. On seeing the Lord in the mind and with the eyes, <laughs> you, when I am perceived, huh? uh, when I am deceived, uh, so this atilatmani, you can translate as with the whole person, you could say. Yeah. Uh, when, I am, when I appear to the whole person, that means to say with the mind and with the eyes. all karmas are destroyed. So that, that's another way of reading, the, the, of understanding, because Atma, the self, can, can refer to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the individual soul, the material body, the mind. I mean, it's, it has a very wide range of things. Uh, um, uh, so... He, he uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur typically, uh, as the old Hollywood saying goes, cuts to the chase. You know, the end, the, the final ending, exciting chase. Uh, he here is cuts to the you know the highest level of, of, of Krishna consciousness. Uh, but we'll see his commentary here. Um, uh, but what what I what I want to want to do is uh, uh, he um, uh, that this verse well the reason this verse is from this Ridaya Granthi is a famous word and even this this uh, almost everything except the last half line of the last pada is also there in one two twenty one. Uh, uh, is because the first three uh, half lines or padas, uh, the first three padas uh, are quotations from the Mudika Upanishad. And Vidyate Hridaya Grantis Chidyante Sarvasamshaya Shiyante Chasya Karmani Tasmin Driste Paravare so that's how it is, tasmin viste paravare. And this is translated, uh, I, I, this is quoted in the, 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 the purport to Bhagavatam 1087.35. And so it's, it's translated by uh, our BBT crew, Vidayananda Maharaj, uh, Gopi Puranadana. Uh, the knot in the heart is pierced. All misgivings are cut to pieces. The chain of fruit of actions is terminated when one sees the Supreme Lord everywhere within all superior and inferior beings. So that's the other ending. Tasmin, Riste, Para, uh, and Avara. Uh, in superior and uh, everywhere, superior and inferior beings. Right? That's how it is in the uh, Mundaka Upanishad. So now let's go. Let's go read the Srimad Bhagavatam one two twenty one. Again, Vidyante Hridaya Grantis 
Vidyate Ridaya Grantis Chidyante Sarvasam Shaya Kshyante Chasyakarmani Drista Evatmanishware. Thus the knot in the heart is pierced, all misgivings are cut into pieces, are cut to pieces, the chain of fruitive actions is terminated when one sees the self as master. This is the way Drista Eva Atmanishware. Having seen Eva, indeed, Atmani Ishware, uh, the, the, the self as master, Prabhupada translates it here. Uh, and, but here in his commentary, uh, uh, he says, one sees his master. In other words, uh, Prabhupada just has self with a small s, but it... Uh, what he means is the Lord. Prabhupada's purport, part of Prabhupada's purport to that first canto, second chapter verse, this enlightenment perfectly enables the devotee to distinguish spirit from matter because the knot of spiritual ma- of matter is untied by the Lord. So that, that's important. How does that knot get, get loosened or uh, severed? The Lord does it. And so forth, therefore, the devotee can now distinguish spirit from matter. I am not my body, then becomes, you know, realized knowledge and not just a theory. Uh, the Lord, this knot is called ahankara. Uh, uh, the fault, we call it, Prabhupada always translates it false ego. Literally, it means the I. Aham is the first person singular pronoun. Kara, maker. That's which gives me my sense of the self. And because it's the material element, it's the false ego. Actually, we have a true self, too, but this is the fault. The identification with the body of mind. This knot is called ahankara. And it falsely obliges a living being to become identified with matter. As soon as this knot is loosened, therefore, all the clouds of doubt at once cleared off, are at once cleared off. That's karma uh, shamshaya. Chidyante sarva shamshaya. All the clouds of doubt are at once cleared off. One sees his master and fully engages himself in the transcendental loving service of the Lord making a full termination of the chain of fruitive actions. When every action is service to the Lord, you make no karma. If you see devotees who are fully engaged in Krishna service and the devas have some karma meter that they point at and then it measures how much they're, <laughs> it reads zero, it's as though nothing is happening on the material level. <laughs> Even though you're using your material body and mind, the reading on the karma meter is zero. In material existence, a living being creates his own chain of fruitive work and enjoys the good and bad effects of those actions, life after life. But as soon as he engages himself in the loving service of the Lord, he at once becomes free from the chain of karma his actions no longer create any reaction. Uh, so that's the explanation of this 
uh, uh, in, in explanation one two twenty one. So this word Hridaya Granti Granti, uh, the knot in the heart. A few places. I'll just give you a few places where it shows up in the Bhagavatam. There's too many to go through them all. If you want to have a good day, sit down and type them up and look at all of them. You know. You, uh, but in in uh, the Bhagavatam uh, 3.24.1, we hear Kardama Muni telling Devi Huti, Devahuti, his mother, about uh, 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 I mean uh, about his, his wife, excuse me, called Devahuta, about her future son uh, Kapila. Uh, and he says, uh, describing Kapila, who's going to come, Chita ke hudaya grantim. This is in the future. He will cut the knot of your heart, the way Prabhupada translates it. This is what he'll do when he appears. And uh, Prabhupada says, it is explained here that spiritual knowledge vanquishes the knot in the heart. Because he explains, he will teach you, uh, he'll instruct you, and, and, and that will cut the knot in the heart. Matter and spirit are knotted by false ego. Again, uh, think of it as a, a subtle rope, but subtle but extremely strong. A very fine fibers made of some super, super strong textile or <laughs> something. Uh, uh, matter and spirit are knotted by false ego. The identification of oneself with matter, which is called Hridaya Granti, exists for all conditioned souls. And it becomes more and more tightened when there is too much affection for sex life. So this is also another uh, indication of Hridaya uh, Granti, We'll get to that. Then another place, uh, the the uh, video is now working. Uh, tech support has laboriously restored <laughs> the Ustream. So if you prefer to see that, you can switch over. Uh, Three twenty six two Hridaya Granti Bedanam. Uh, 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 I shall explain that knowledge to you. This this is now Kapila talking. I shall explain that knowledge to you by which the knot of attachment to the material world, knots of attachment to the material world are cut. So that's another sense of it. The knot that joins the the, the soul and the body, another, the knot which uh, attaches one to the material world. Uh, here it's plural. <laughs> As, well, Prabhupada translates it in the, in the plural. Uh, and then where, where uh, 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 a verse, often quoted verse, with Hridaya Granthi is 558. This is Lord uh to his sons. Pumsam Sturya Matuni Bhavam Etam Tayoran Mituhidaya Grantim Ahu. 
So the attraction between male and female, pumsa, uh, pumsaha is a male and striyaha is a female. Mittuni bhavam means uh, sexual desire. Mittuni, word for twin or coupling, you could say, coupling, bhavam, that, that bhava, that, that, that feeling uh, attraction for that. Uh, uh, between one another, it says this mutual attraction between a man and a woman for tayor mittu, for, for each other, mutual attraction. Hridayam uh, grantim ahu is called the knot in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> they call ahu is plural. They call whenever it says they say or they call, it doesn't just mean everybody in general. It means the sages, the wise people, Bhagavatam. Uh, it's not just a rumor. Uh, uh, so I'm continue with Prabhupada. The attraction between male and female is the basic principle of material existence. Uh, because because the, 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 it's the standard of material pleasure is sex. Uh, Sigmund Freud referred to sex as the prototype of all pleasure. And people say sometimes about one thing or another, snowboarding, it's better than sex. And everybody says, oh, you're saying it's really good, but you know they're lying. <laughs> it's like, how can that be? <laughs> anyway, so it's the basic principle of material existence. And don't, don't remember, the, 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 here it explains the subtle forms of sex desire. On the basis of this, next, this misconception, which ties together the hearts of the male and female. Okay, so that's another knot, the hearts of the male and female. Uh, and, you know, uh, uh, this is true love. No, this is not. Anyway. <laughs> One becomes attracted to his. So once that, uh, that feeling of enjoying it takes place through this, you know, then one becomes attracted to his body. Oh, I get so much fun. His body is so great. <laughs> his home, his property. Uh, 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 it says Shetra. Uh, his home, his fields, his property, his land. His, uh, you know. Uh, his McMansion. <laughs> his McMansion. <laughs> his five acres in a nice suburb. <laughs> Sutta, children, after relatives, and wealth. Now, of course, this was in the days when this was material life. I mean, this is basically karmi life, meaning at least you follow some rules and regulations. 
this doesn't mention what happens with all these things and what people do out of desperation when, you know, a husband or a wife becomes your worst enemy, the children hate your guts, the, the property is over-leveraged, it, <laughs> and so on, so on, so on. <laughs> so that's, that's impious life. This is describing basically pious life. And so out of all this, this illusion arises, moha, of the living janashya moha, I am, ahamameti, the idea of I and mine, ahamameti. He thinks ahamameti. That's another term that shows up. Uh, I am the body and everything related to the body is mine. There's different kind of ways of, of saying that, you know, that this is ahamameti. Uh, so that that's that's the that's the different phrases of me interlocking me uh, meanings for the Hridaya Granthi. Uh, so it's Rishavade who says you know ma- nails it down as the knot in the heart, uh, and then that expands uh, to 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 uh, other things. Uh, and again, just to give one other instance, uh, an interesting verse in 7.10.3, Prahlad Maharaj in this verse uses the term samsara bijeshu hridaya grantishu, uh, uh, making as synonyms the samsara bija, the root cause of samsara or being present in the material world, and the hridaya uh, granta, uh, the desire for material enjoyment here it's more abstractly uh, uh, in the core uh, with Prabhupada this is the word for word that Prabhupada uses samsara bija uh, it's in the lock of the plural here but this singular samsara bija the root cause of being present in the material world hridaya granta which desire for material enjoyment is in the is in the cores of the hearts of all conditioned souls. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the samsara bija and the hridaya granta are synonyms used synonymously here. They're the bija, the seed of uh, repeated birth and death in the material world. Uh, uh, bless those. Uh, that's what's. Remember, let's go back to our verse again. Uh, the knot in the heart is pierced, uh, cut, broken. All misgivings are cut to pieces. The chain of fruit of reaction is terminated. And here we were saying when, when I am re- recognized as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, uh, when one sees the Lord as the uh, yeah, recognize inside and out, you know. We have this Bahir Nishringa, Hridaye Nishringa. When Prabhupada comments on, on, on that, that phrase, uh, when he says, we should always pray, this Hridaye Nishringa, may Nishringa Dev uh, appear in my heart and rip open that knot. Uh, that's the specific job, uh, that form of the Sringa, Dave. 
because because Hiranyakashipu is the this embodiment of the desire to enjoy in the world. So we have this Hiranyakashipu in our hearts, and we try to get rid of those desires, and we 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 can't. They're just just like just like Hiranyakashipu was very big, uh, and Prahlad was a little tiny guy. You know first grade or something, you know, maybe even younger, a little kid. Uh, but he was defeated, not by because he beat him up, but because Norda Sringadev appeared. And so similarly, our, our own Pridayagranti, our own desires in the heart, uh, 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 are so big we can't do them. But if the Sringadev appears in our heart and... It can be done. So you can't say it cannot be done. You just really have to want him to do it and not half want him to do it. Destroy all my material desires, but leave me this one, which I had necessary for my happiness, or do it, but give me a few more years, or, you know, those, those kind of hedgy. You really have to be sincere. And in the commentary to this verse, uh, this prayer of Pallad to the Sringadev in the fifth canto, Om Namo Bhagavate Narasinghayam Astage Astage Avir Avir Baba Manjagansa Karmashayan. That's what he says, Karmashayan. Randayaranda, destroy my Karmashayan and the, the deep rooted desires to enjoy in the material world. It's like not just one particular desire, but the the, the attachment, the desire for desires almost, you know, it's like a second order of, like, I, this, 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 this whole tendency of the mind to enjoy. And that's, when Prabhupada describes it there, is the Hridayagranthi, this, this deep rooted desire to enjoy in the world that, that he, he gets rid of. Uh, um, now let me see if we have time to do a little more. Uh, no, I think we should wait because um, yeah, the verse is short and easy. The next verse, the second of, of the pair, but on the other hand, oh, oh no, no, the next verse. So we've seen these two verses now, which have now described uh, 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 how bhakti itself completely purifies the heart. And then the next verse, which we'll, we'll start the, the next week, is kind of a, the conclusion. It's basically, that therefore, ahankara, the knot in the heart, is destroyed by bhakti alone. Uh, it's a, but the, there's some interesting commentaries by both the, the BBT and the devotees and the Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's commentary. So we'll stop there. And we're sorry about the technical failure. <laughs> that uh, caused you to miss out on the videos. And, yeah, you missed the special puppet performance that we had for this verse. <laughs> oh, oh, joking. <laughs> It'll be available. On the, I mean, really, the video doesn't add that much information, you know. <laughs> we mostly hear, but anyway... We're used to it now. So now, uh, any other any questions or comments? I I will take the phone.
and the Q and A session will, will will start when I uh, turn on the which is now on, and so that uh, any questions that are called on here can be heard by the uh, studio audience and maybe even the people now on successfully attained total connection via Ustream, and the Ustream people can you know, key in any questions to the SysOp who will then convey us to the rest of us. The phone people to ask a question, you have to press star six. Yeah, we have a studio audience question. Yes? I have a question. I want to, I'm trying to understand about the mind. Because I understood that the mind um, sees the objects of the senses and accepts or rejects. And um, due to previous lifetimes and previous desires that we've developed, um, the objects are accepted or rejected. Um, and then we have the intelligence above the mind giving the mind information about the object. So I don't understand how, like I don't understand how the mind has any kind of control because I thought it was just kind of like this neutral entity that simply sees the object and accepts or rejects due to previous um, tendencies. And now we're developing our intelligence so that we kind of filter uh, the mind accepting or re rejecting now through our intelligence. And then we have a higher filter that we're using. Well, what, 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 what happens is through habit and natural habit of the mind is to reject, to reject in terms of sense gratification. Yeah. 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 Uh, and the mind is a function of habit. It wants to keep on doing it's, it's In a sense, it's dumb. Yeah. It's yeah. programmed, you know. But what intelligence does, and our intelligence is affected because it's, a, it's, it's setting the mind is, is views the world in terms of sense gratification. When I see a person, I think, will this person be useful for my sense gratification or not? Will this person, in other words, be a, 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 an enjoyable sexual partner or will this person be a useful business connection or useful for me socially or should I stay away from this person for various other reasons? Right. So just in terms of... I either like them because they please my senses or don't like them because they displease my senses in various categories of, uh, of interaction. Uh, when one becomes a devotee, uh, then we accept or reject in terms of satisfaction of Krishna. So uh, take, take the exact meeting another person. Uh, will this person be um, uh, 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 open to becoming a devotee or not, for example. In other words, yeah, will this person, be, is this person possible to become enjoyed by Krishna, not by me? When you say a devotee, you mean be enjoyed, for I think it be enjoyed by me. Now I'm thinking, will this person be 
enjoyable by Krishna? Is that possible to bring this person uh, back to Krishna? And I may accept, or any of the object of the senses, I accept or reject. If we go to the store, uh, are these uh, foodstuffs here operable to Krishna or not operable to Krishna? I'm not thinking of my next meal. I'm thinking of serving Krishna. So it changes the standard of accepting and rejecting. That's what intelligence does. And at first we get direction from the spiritual master. Uh, and after that goes, we get pure, more purified uh, super soul of self we'll be able to hear. Super soul is actually willing to direct us that way, but we got to, you know, get rid of the static and the garbage mm-hmm. and be open to hear what, 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 what he says. Our previous tendencies. We have to get rid of our previous tendencies. Yeah, well, previous tendency, well if, you're, if your previous tendency is one of devotional service, you don't. <laughs> it's a previous tendency because the mind has been programmed and it comes with you into this life, so it's already got things buried in there, deep-rooted desires and uh, hates and fears. Yeah, the mind, the mind. And the intelligence is set in a certain direction. So it's the, that's why Bhagavad Gita is the culture of intelligence. I dwelling in their hearts destroy with the shining lamp of knowledge the darkness born of ignorance. Situated in their heart, he does this as the super soul, buddhi, this buddhi yoga, uh, by which Krishna acts uh, and, and rectifies our intelligence. Kalpad describes buddhi as the form, hyphen, direction of the super soul. That is the, that's the connection, that's how the super soul gets to us, is through intelligence. But the intelligence needs to be properly cultivated. Intelligence also causes us to forget. I am situated in everyone's heart and from me comes memory, uh, remembrance, knowledge, and forgetfulness. So also if we want to forget Krishna, Prabhupada says, he gives us all facility to forget. But how do we get covered by Maya? Because we want it. I don't want to see you. Don't get in my way. I, I, I want to be the supreme. I'm the main person in the room. I am the enjoyer and controller. All these things, okay, Krishna, you block them out. When you want to serve Krishna, then, then he gives us knowledge. And we have a degree of freedom. We can choose which. You know. Okay? But the mind is a Yeah. The mind has a life of... That's one way of looking at it. I, to me, it's very useful to think that, that, that I'm a devotee. All the people in the room are devotees. We are, we've all decided to be servants of Krishna. But our mind is tardy. It's unwilling. So that, that's, that's, that's why, as Krishna says in the sixth chapter, the mind can be the friend or the enemy. When the mind is not conquered, it's the enemy. When it's the friend, so when we have the habits of devotional service, uh, then it's our friend. So the mind is not, you know, not bad in itself. But uh, but until it becomes the friend, we have to be on our guard. When the mind is fully absorbed in Krishna, it becomes spiritualized. See if anybody else 
Kosipriya um, asks, is initiation a prerequisite for the knot in the heart to be pierced? Is initiation a prerequisite? Usually, because initiation is the uh, is uh, well, the ceremony itself, or going through it, is the acknowledgement of a uh, of a commitment. I mean, what initiation does, among other things, is is there's vows taken. A disciple takes vows, and also a spiritual master takes responsibility too. There's a relationship established, and both consent to that relationship. It's an exchange of vows. And and uh, uh, so it's important, uh, and and that that's because one needs commitment. One needs the avasa atmika buddhi and some some determination uh, to succeed in spiritual life. Uh, and one has made commitments to be held by a teacher. Uh, uh, it, it, it's, it's a spiritual process and it may happen sometimes without a formal procedure. Prabhupada waited some years before he was initiated after he met his spiritual master. But he more practically I was initiated already. You know, he accepted him in his heart and there were some other impediments. I don't know what they were. He waited a while before he actually you know, took initiation. Initiation meant in the Gaudiya Mat, by the way, what we call second initiation. Uh, Prabhupada himself has started out this first initiation, second initiation. Uh, 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 so, so uh, 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 any, because anybody can can chant Hare Krishna without initiation, and and and, and so the Gaudiya Mat. Maybe there, I, uh, there was some commitment made, but the but the real and real, real initiation was was uh, second. Initiation, Prabhupada made some modification, but but uh, but any, anyway, the, the, the one shouldn't avoid the the the, the process. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, if it's for some reason it doesn't happen, it can it could happen without having going through a particular ritual too. Uh, uh, although there has to be mutual. Those people who think that they, by getting some initiation, they're directly being initiated by Prabhupada by some proxy, we don't know, and they don't know, that Prabhupada has given his consent. It's because there's two. There's a relationship. And the, the, this idea that somehow Prabhupada is the initiator, uh, we don't know that there's some blanket uh, thing going on to whoever may just step up and do a ceremony that Prabhupada therefore has committed himself um, to this. Saying we don't know. Yeah, he didn't say that. When he he said people shall do it on my behalf, that means while he was still alive. But you're saying we don't know, so to me that's ambiguous. We do know that it's not. not. Yeah. That's true. He didn't do it. He didn't say that this would go on in perpetual yet. I mean, Prabhupada, in a sense, can do anything he wants. It's true because <laughs> we hear about people who give yeah. up the book about yeah. Prabhupada. Yeah, can do anything he wants, but but yeah. but he one should not avoid uh, initiation. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, another question from Sophie Priya. 
Could you talk about the situation of someone who is attracted to Krishna consciousness, but does not completely give up sinful activity, particularly the four regs, with no real effort to rectify himself? Is such a person getting purified or making advancement at all, or is he simply spinning his wheels? And what about lesser sins, such as cheating in business or gossiping? Maybe gossip is not such a lesser sin. <laughs> I don't know who you're gossiping about. <laughs> It was the fictional characters on some TV program, <laughs> reality show. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just a waste of time, but it's not malicious. If you gossip about devotees in a malicious way. Now, uh, uh, let me get back to the question. Uh, some seeds may be planted for people who, who really you know, are attracted to Krishna consciousness, but for different reasons. They don't make, make any anything, any uh, tangible advancement in this life. Some seed is there. We know that when there was an interesting uh, uh, incident in the very early days of the movement, which I think is described in Prabhupada Lamrita, where there was a class going on in 22nd Avenue, and one kind of a street person came in, or down-and-out looking person came in, and without saying much, just walked up to the front where Prabhupada was... Uh, would, would talk. And then next to him there was a bathroom. Uh, I think that there's a bathroom there now. I think there was at that time too, or at least a sink. And he brought some rolls of toilet paper and set them down and walked out. And everybody was sort of taken aback by the interruption and so on. The prophet said, his devotional service has begun. You know, just that impetus to, to do something like that. So we may not in this life make any tangible service, but something is there that you will carry over to your next life. Maharidi has a question. He offers his adjacencies. And he uh, asks, I wonder to what extent the jiva is aware of desires going away. Can we reliably assess our own progress in removing desires? I think so. There's several indications. Uh, one is that attraction for Krishna increases. That should be there. And uh, uh, it's, it's true that, that desires sometimes have a subtle form, but they'll gradually, you know, you get rid of some gross desires and the, the more subtle ones will start to come up as subtle attachments or forms of of, of, uh, of uh, uh, that that you weren't aware of before. They'll, they'll, they'll you know, they all get lit up uh, and, and for you, and they'll, they'll, they'll be shown. So you you can see. So your attachment to Krishna should increase. Your your detachment from uh, material activities uh, should should correspondingly decrease, and uh, pride should diminish, and correspondingly humility should increase. Uh, that also is a sign of advancement. So that this verses like uh that just seems like realism. <laughs> That's all. Uh, being, how do you assess your humility? How do you assess your... You have to look for second order pride. <laughs> Pride in your humility. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 
There's second there's second order desires too. Uh, and second order hatreds and, and anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always ask what's the difference between being humble and being a pushover? You know, um, well, just be a pushover. It helps your spiritual life. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I've also heard that humility is honesty is humility. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that's the time I heard some take, you know, Prabhupada walking, and devotees said, Prabhupada, how can I become humble? You could hear it in his voice, you know, how can I, with my talents, my good looks, my position, possibly think myself into the impossible, you know, false position of being like low and humble, you know? <laughs> how can I become humble? <laughs> it's so hard. But it's, real, it's actually realism. Because Bhaktivedanta Thakur says something in his commentary in the Shishastika that it kind of leads you to think like that. He because he because it, it's natural that this idea of a blade of grass is is actually natural to the jiva. That that body is a body natural to the jiva. And if you think about it, if you think of the jiva is one ten thousandth the tip of a hair in size, which is very very tiny. And how many jivas are there? Uncountable. So just imagine you know, all the jivas in their, you know, essential jiva form stretching out as far as you can see because there's no limit. They have material thing that most clearly kind of embodies that is standing and looking at a huge lawn of grass. So it's not artificial at all. It's actually the appropriate. We have this human body and, you know, we can do things like, like you know, run bulldozers uh, across land and, you know, big up skyscraper so we think we're something but actually that's a, that's that's the appropriate body the blade of grass is not unnatural <laughs> yeah the person is superior and inferior uh, living beings uh, connected to God. To God, yeah. So th- I think they're all aspects of the same thing. There's another one temptation, sorry. It says that uh, then the Nath is the master. One sees himself as a master. So if you can put parallel to the symbols. Well, he sees the self as the master. Uh, in, in, in the purport, Prabhupada says he sees, he sees Krishna as the master. One sees his master. That's how Prabhupada put it in, the, in, the, in his own purport to that. But it says that one sees the self as master uh, or as the dominating factor. Uh, 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 Atmani could be also in the self, unto the self. Atmani, Ishwari, just And one sees the self as master. Just think of it as a self with a, a capital S as we do in English, meaning the supreme self or the self of the self. So, because Atma can mean God. He's the Atma. You say Paramatma. One sees his master. Uh, one sees his master. That, 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 that's Prabhupada's take on it. Another way, I guess you could, you, it seemed to me you, you, could, you could also say uh, 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 one sees the self uh, as not the body. 
if, if you want to see the self as as uh, as master, that as I said that uh, that the illusory energy is not the master. It's freed in that way. But uh, anyway, that's how Prabhupada takes self. The referent of self uh, is is the supreme self. Is that clear? Yeah. Oh, okay. Anything else? You lost connection with you, stream. The stream has been broken. Yeah. Anyway, maybe we should quit this now before then. Okay, so we'll pick up next week with uh, Canto 11, Chapter 20. It's number 31, which begins, therefore. So don't forget what was there before that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada, Ki Jai, Srimad Bhagavatam, Ki Jai.